Scripture says that God our Savior desires all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. But what is the truth? And how do we gain that knowledge? The answer to these questions and more in today's edition of Faith with Father. Living Bread Radio presents Faith with Father, a program aimed at teaching today's culture the truth about the Catholic faith. And now here's your host, Tim Perry. Hello, and welcome to this edition of Faith with Father. I'm your host, Tim Perry, and with me today in studio is Father Don Fike, a retired priest of the Diocese of Youngstown. Welcome, Father. Thank you, Tim. It's good to be here. Yeah, it's good to see you again. We're continuing our discussion from the UCAT, the Youth Catechism of the Catholic Church, about what we believe as Catholics. And we're going to continue our discussion uh, on the crucifixion. In question 104, the UCAT asks, Can you be a Christian without believing in the resurrection of Jesus Christ? <laughs> Tim, you almost fooled us that time, because you said we're going to talk about crucifixion. Actually, <laughs> um, we are and we aren't. Huh? We are in the sense that the Paschal mystery is one divine act huh, of giving. And so Jesus gave himself in crucifixion to the Father on our behalf. But uh, if, he, if he died and then there was no more, what good would it do us? There's no point. Exactly. So that's the great gift, that we see the crucifixion as one divine mystery with his resurrection uh, on the third day. And so... Um, the question that you ask, can we not believe in resurrection and still call ourselves Christians? I don't know how. Uh, it wouldn't make any sense because to be a Christian is to believe in an alive Christ, huh? not in a dead historical figure, no matter how beautiful. And so St. Paul, uh, having met Jesus himself, the risen Jesus on the road to Damascus, uh, he's the one who said in his um, discussion of the resurrection in his letter to the Corinthians, <laughs> My brothers and sisters, if Christ has not been raised, our preaching, your faith, it's all in vain. It would be empty. Uh, we're wasting our time mm -hmm. uh, in a pipe dream. Uh, it is the most real thing that ever happened in the history of the universe. It's Isn't interesting. It? I wear a big crucifix, a Benedictine crucifix, mm -hmm. and I've had uh, a non-Catholic Christian say to me, my Jesus is risen. Why do you Catholics still have Jesus on the cross? <laughs> And to that I reply that St. Paul preached in 1 Corinthians that we preach Christ crucified. Mm -hmm. So you make a good point. The, the, the resurrection and the crucifixion are two sides of the same coin. Just what I was thinking. Exactly. One coin, but there's two sides. Great minds yeah. think alike, don't That's they, right. Father? Amen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. But it, how could you... Uh, the love of God for us is shown so first... In that, in that crucifixion. That, that's why we want to show it. Uh, we want people to realize, and especially at the Mass, did you ever go into a Catholic church and not see a crucifix? No, you're going to see a crucifix there because it's reminding us that this sacrifice that's being made present, this one sacrifice of Jesus, is what saves us. Huh? We never want to forget that. So. Absolutely, and, and there's no Easter Sunday morning without Good Friday. That's right. So they go together. They're, they're two sides of the same That's coin. Right. All right. So uh, moving along, uh, the UCAT on 105 asks, how did the disciples come to believe in the resurrection? Well, uh, the, they gave testimony to us uh, in 
many people did. Uh, St. Paul was the very first one to actually write it down for us. Uh, we think that his uh, account in the first Corinthians letter is only about 20 years after this actually happened. Uh, but uh, all of them say, we saw him, we heard him, we spoke with him, we experienced him. Uh, many of those first Christians that were part of the, shall I say, an inner circle, the ones who believed that Jesus had chosen, uh, they all had this experience of meeting Jesus, uh, whether it was on the road to Emmaus or in the upper room, uh, right there at the tomb, uh, each in their own way. Uh, and <laughs> uh, how did they come to believe? Through disbelief, you might say, in a way. Uh, the apostles particularly <laughs> didn't want to believe when the women came with their testimony. We saw him, we heard him, Mary Magdalene had touched him. Uh, they didn't want to believe this. So they just couldn't believe. So the very fact that they gave their lives in testimony to, I believe that Jesus rose. I believe I saw him. Uh, they had to first overcome that terrible disbelief that they had gone through. Uh, and the paralysis, really, that they were in, that they didn't want to even face people because of what had happened in Crucifixion Day on Good Friday. They thought they were next. So but eventually uh, they did come. Well, our Lord uh, appeared to yeah. him, but Thomas wasn't there. That's right. And then Thomas did get with the apostles, and they said, we've seen the Lord, we've seen the Lord. And he says, I shall not believe until I can place my fingers in his side and in his wounds. That's right. Um, and aren't we so often like that? Many people say, I won't believe unless I see this. I won't believe unless I see that. Like the man, the, the doctor, I think he was, who went to uh, Lourdes one time and said, I'll never believe this stuff about miracles happening here uh, until I see it. And he saw what was later definitely credited as an inexplicable healing that the doctors there said that was a that had to be a miracle. We can't explain it. And that man saw it happen and still chose to say, but I don't believe. You know, if one wants to be locked into disbelief, um, sad to say, um, that's what happens. But fortunately for us, uh, these people who saw the Lord and heard him and um, ate with him and uh, or touched him, they chose to give us their testimonies. So... Um, so are there any scientific proofs for the resurrection of Jesus? Do we have any material or scientific no, proofs? No, no. Uh, in terms of material, we had the empty tomb. You might say, well, they stole his body. It's interesting, though, that even St. John and St. Peter, when in the scriptures of St. John it says that they saw the cloths there and the cloth that had covered his head. You know, in other words, there were two. Separate. Um, yes. And the very word that is used in the Greek there implies that they were there in the state in which Jesus had been buried in them. It was as though somebody was able to take his body out of the cloth without in any way disturbing it. Uh, you know, now the head cloth was laid aside and seems to be been folded up, but the shroud itself seems to have been left undisturbed and yet the body wasn't there. Could that have been why it was possible for John to, to give testimony I saw and I believed. Huh? Uh, uh -huh. We know that Peter, Peter uh, doesn't necessarily say that he came to faith quite that soon. But uh, you know, that was a great testimony that they were able to give. Not a proof, but uh, uh, like I said, they gave their lives each in their own way in martyrdom uh, to say, what I tell you is the truth. And uh, so 
there is such a long tradition uh, of these people passing it on, passing it on, telling it uh, until they were <laughs> martyred for it. And uh -huh. so the, the writing down that we have, these are not myths, uh, these stories in the Bible, huh? uh, as we call them. A story isn't necessarily something that's not true. Uh, even a myth, in this case, is, is it's true. Uh, it's their testimony that they have had an encounter with somebody who was dead, and they were no doubt about that, uh, that he had been um, gone into a grave. They, they had seen him buried there, and he stayed there long enough to to be there for the, until the third day. It's interesting, Tim, that Jewish people believe that decomposition didn't start until after the third day of burial. And Jesus never, we never say he decomposed. We only say that he died, meaning his human nature, you know, did die. So there was a true separation of his body and his human soul. Mm -hmm. And it was during that time that his human soul visited uh, those who had already died also, and he gave them the good news, those who were waiting for the Messiah, for their salvation, he said to them, you are free. I will take you now with me to the Father. Huh? Uh, that's what he was doing on Holy Saturday, we say. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, uh, he, uh, they were all sure that they had experienced uh, a new and uh, risen, body, risen person. Uh, not just a, it wasn't like uh, some of them had seen the raising of J Jairus, his daughter. There they had s many had seen Lazarus come forth out of the tomb, but they knew that these uh, these resurrections of bodies to live again had been only of an earthly body. Uh, and uh, what we say about Jesus is more than that. It wasn't just a, uh, a body given human life back in the earthly state. Huh? Uh, now uh, they saw somebody who will live forever. Well, you know, this question reminds me of uh, something I learned uh, quite a few years ago. It's called uh, Pascal's Wager. And he was a, a philosopher and a very intelligent man. And his, right. his wager was is if you have everything to gain and nothing to lose by believing, then believe. So it's the same thing. If we mm -hmm. believe in our Lord Jesus Christ, we have eternal life to gain. If we don't believe, we have nothing to gain and everything to lose. If, it's, if there's any truth to it, yes. Right. That's right. So, so there's nothing mm -hmm. to lose. But then as you read yeah. the, the gospel accounts and the witnesses, then you see that, hey, these guys died for the truth. Mm -hmm. And Jesus is the truth. And then to me, over as I piece, put the pieces together, it made sense. Yes. And uh, I find it um, a, a little gift of Jesus' love that he didn't stop his appearances even though uh, with the apostolic generation. Uh, we don't have to believe it, it's not a doctrine of our faith, but we have the testimony of people who have lived, like St. Francis, who heard Jesus speaking to him uh, in a small church. Francis, rebuilt by church. You know. uh, we have St. Margaret Mary, uh, who said, I was in prayer and I saw Jesus, I heard Jesus. The sisters who she lived with thought she was, you know, somehow hallucinating. Mm -hmm. uh, they found it hard to believe. Uh, it took some years before a spiritual director of hers convinced them that this sister was, was not having hallucinations. Mm -hmm. She truly uh, can be trusted. She heard and saw Jesus speaking of his heart. And then much more closer to us, Sister uh, Faustina uh, in Poland, who said, 
I heard Jesus. Uh, he came to me at a dance hall and tapped me on the shoulder. How long must I wait for you, my daughter? You know, when she was delaying the call that he had given her to go and give her life to, and even enter into religious life for mm -hmm. him. So those of us who don't have faith, we can just say the, the little prayer, Lord, help my lack of faith. Give me the gift of faith. Because right. it is a gift from God. It to is. Have, to have faith. Absolutely. It's it, not something we earn or we, we, we merit or yeah. work for. It's sure. a gift from God, That's right? That's right. So we always want to pray, Lord, increase my faith. Because at any minute, Tim, you or I, we could, after all of, a lifetime of believing, we're still capable of being so shocked, so fearful, that we would find ourselves saying, I can't believe, you know, it, it's possible. Uh, we are weak people. And uh, we d dare never take our faith for granted. So that's why the, the church encourages us always even to pray prayers for faith. Increase my faith, Lord. More faith, more love, and more patience. That's right. That's right. Awesome. Well, thank you, Father. We've been listening to Father Don fight as we go through the UCAT, the Youth Catechism of the Catholic Church. And we come to a better understanding of not only Jesus' crucifixion, but more importantly, his resurrection for our sins and, and the sins of the whole world. Father, could we, you please give a, a blessing on our listeners, please? It would be a privilege, Tim, to pray, dear God. Bless our listeners today with a deep faith, especially in the resurrection of Jesus, that they might come to know the risen Lord in their lives and someday see him face to face. We pray it in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Until next time, may God bless you and yours. Bye now. This has been Faith with Father, a production of Living Bread Radio in Canton, Ohio. For an audio archive of this program, log on to livingbreadradio.com and click on Faith with Father. If you have a question or comment about today's program, email us at askfather at livingbreadradio.com. And join us again next time for another edition of Faith with Father.